everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is June 22nd, 2022, episode 124. My name is Sarah, and I'm here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? Good, thank you. What makes you good this week? Uh, I'm sorry, and Momo. Momo has to be known. <laughs> uh, I mean, aside from it being unreasonably hot right now where we live, um, I've been good. Uh, you know, Blue Jays won today. Yes. I've been playing well lately. Well, mm. eh, above average. Scoring more runs lately, yes. I would say, is what's happening. No, they've been entertaining to watch. And uh, I've been playing a lot of games lately. Been watching some shows. So that's true. Yeah, keeping keeping busy. And you? I also keep busy. You actually started playing a new game the other day. I did. Yay! Yay! I did it, guys. And what are you playing? Two Point Hospital. Is that on PlayStation? Uh, it's everywhere, but I'm well, playing it on you're PlayStation. You're playing it on PlayStation yes, because PlayStation yeah. has trophies, of course. <clears throat> of course. Uh, we got to play some Fall Guys the other day. Yes, Fall Guys is now free to play, so we played together yesterday as a family. Nothing's really changed about it, though, if you played it before. Just a lot of new games we've never played before. Yep. Some new um, modes, new costumes and stuff, obviously, new ba- new Battle Pass sort of structure. Mm. We- I, they have weeklies now and stuff. That's true. Yeah. I was very happy that it was so easy to uh, cross-play, though, because it just is on your Epic account. True. That so was that was pretty a very seamless. nice surprise. Yeah. That was fun, and... I will play more of that for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just one more thing I got to add now to my rotation, my daily rotation. Yeah. Oh my now gosh, it's you're like four games now. Well, I got, I got, so I got Apex, Fortnite. I mean, in terms of like, I guess, yeah, I guess you could say it will be too. I mean, well, Apex, Fortnite, and Fall Guys essentially have the same system in terms of like a battle pass and dailies. your dailies and weeklies and all that stuff, right? MLB obviously has dailies, but that's a very minimal part of it. The MLB thing is just. When they do huge content drops every week or every two weeks, it's like there's just a lot of stuff I gotta work on, and now it's like I'm, I'm finding myself playing a lot more Apex lately. Yeah, um, but having fun with that, and even like I, I, at this point, I'm playing. If I'm not playing, if I'm not playing Fortnite with you guys, I'm just hopping on to do my dailies, mm-hmm. play for like a half hour or so, and just hop in and out of that. I'll probably do the same with Fall Guys if I don't play with you. Probably more likely to play with you guys. Oh yeah, same. Than playing it on my own, but. Yeah, like Apex and Mobile will still be probably my most common, but I do want to squeeze in. Like I've been, I started playing Until Dawn again. I mm-hmm. wanted to play that, so I could play the other sort of games in that series of dark pictures. Yeah, dark pictures, storytelling. Um, and like I said, I still want to play. I still want to play Spider Man and like Ghost of Tsushima and all this other stuff. It's you did the, the upgrade, yeah? I did the extra okay. upgrade on PlayStation Plus. So um, haven't really watched any new movies. There isn't one new movie I do want to watch. I keep putting it off. It came out last Friday, I think, on Netflix. Uh, it's called Spiderhead. It's based Is that on the a horror one. No, no, it's not a horror one. It's a psychological. Oh, I keep seeing a horror thriller, ad on my thing. No. Uh, this one is, it's actually, it's funny, it's directed by the same guy who did Top Gun Maverick, but very different type of film, obviously. This is a smaller, much smaller scale film. It's it's only got like six or seven actors in it. It mostly takes place in one setting in like a prison. And it's got Chris Hemsworth uh, and Miles Teller, who was also in Top Gun Maverick. The funny thing is they actually <laughs> filmed, so Top Gun Maverick was filmed in what, like 2020, I think, yeah. and it was basically on the shelf for two years because of COVID. Yeah. So he actually, I think, wrapped filming on this movie like late last year. Mm-hmm. So it was just funny the timing how it worked out. Like he filmed this one after Top Gun, but they both came out like within two weeks of each other. One in theaters and one on Netflix. Yes. But I've heard like mixed reviews on this one. It's got like probably like a sixty on Rotten Tomatoes. But the premise sounds interesting to me. 
And again, it's Netflix, so it's just like, you know, you watch for a couple yeah. hours. If you don't like it, whatever, you move on. And uh, well, I'll probably get around to watch that this weekend. And uh, I started watching a series last week and, and I uh, on Disney Plus through the Star service or whatever and uh but i asked you to watch a couple episodes of me the other day to gauge your interest in it to see if you wanted to continue watching it or if you don't then i'll watch it on my own by myself but the fourth episode came out today so yeah i forget the name of the series uh it's called under the banner of heaven it's based on a book like it's adapted from a book i should say is it a real story or is it um no no like the names used in the show aren't this, this isn't, like, a based on true events thing. Okay. I mean, the stuff in the show related to, like, the whole Mormon religion and all that stuff, like, with Joseph Smith, that stuff's that's all, that's all real. But the story, like, the story what happens. No, like, the story of the detectives and everything, that's not, no. Okay. I found it very interesting, and I would like to watch more. Yeah. But I'm not going to watch another episode tonight. No, no, so I, no I get I that. I get it. Well, we're not in any rush. Like I said, they drop a new episode every week, and I, the series just wrapped on, like, cable, like, on TV. It just finished its eighth episode mm. a couple weeks ago, so it's essentially done for all intents and purposes but we only get a, a new episode every week on disney plus kind of like dope sick all over again yeah yeah so maybe we're better off waiting and just watching like two episodes at a time because is that what you want to do yeah, we could or we... i was gonna do weekly right, i'll do weekly that's fine because i won't i don't want to forget over two weeks i'm also looking forward to um i think it's tomorrow actually i think it's, i want to say it was friday but i think it's actually thursdays that amazon drops new episodes of the boys i think it's on thursdays oh my gosh so tomorrow i should get the final episode of of this season and how has that been so far it's been really good I really like it. I'm really intrigued to see where this next episode goes after the last one ended. You never watched, you don't plan to watch Obi-Wan? You know what's funny? I, so it just wrapped up today, right? Like the final oh, episode, the final episode aired this morning. Okay. Like it, it goes up at like midnight or mm. like Eastern time, right? So um, I know people, I've already seen spoilers stuff online. Can I didn't, Tyler? Well, I don't really care because it's not, from what I've heard, the series is, like, I don't want to say pointless, but someone basically said it only needed to be like a two-hour movie like it didn't need to be a six episode it, there's too much filler it's stretched uh, out too much there's too much like some, people too much say Yui. people say episodes it's only a six episode run people say like episodes three and four were really bad where people almost wanted to drop off it wow but i've heard today's episode was really redeeming because as expected it kind of like culminates or it's a good finale in terms of the obi-wan darth vader anakin saga right so yeah, I've heard like this. Uh, if you if you suck it out this far, you obviously want to see the final episode. I've heard it ends really good, mm. um, but at the same time, it's one of those series where people I feel like people are just gonna be like, "You're gonna forget it in like a week." Sad. It's not gonna have the staying power of like Mandalorian or or other Star Wars series in the past. Was the other one Moon Knight? Well, oh, the, the the other Marvel series yeah. I dropped off of. Yeah, I dropped off Moon Knight hard because I heard it ended poorly. Oh, did it? Yeah. So oh. I, so their series are not working out for them lately. They're not catching my interest anymore. I don't know. I mean, that. I, I, I saw I saw Wandavision all the way through when that came yeah. out. I got like halfway through Loki before I fell off of that. Actually, more than halfway. I fell off the last two episodes, I think. And then what was Vulcan? it? I, no, no. I I watched Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkeye was Hawkeye was entertaining. It wasn't great, but it was mm-hmm. good enough for what it did. And then did I miss someone in between there somewhere? Where's Moon Knight the next one? Moon Knight, and then like they have a, a Ms. Marvel out right now. That's like oh. a teenager superhero, which I don't really care about. I think they're doing a She-Hulk next year, oh. which again I could really care less about. So I also heard like the newest Doctor Strange wasn't that good yeah. either. No, I heard mixed things about it. I do want to see the new Thor movie though. I think that looks really in cool. theaters. Yeah, yeah. Visually and like I said, I've already maybe I mentioned it before. I can't remember, but like Christian Bale playing the villain in this one really intrigues me. Mm. You loved Ragnarok. I did. I really yeah. liked Ragnarok. Yeah. I can't really think of anything else. Like, is there anything this summer that you're excited for? Movie other wise? than Thor. The only other thing I can think of is the first week of August, there's like a new Brad Pitt movie coming out. 
where he's like an assassin on a train in Japan. It's called Bullet, the Bullet Train. Train yeah. one. Yes. That one looks really cool. It well, looks what fun. Does he, does he eat sushi in this one? Tempura. Omiyaki. Mm, omiyaki. I don't, I don't think there's really much, aside from Thor, I guess, there's really not much to look forward to, I think, movie or game-wise in July. July's going to be kind of a Excuse typical summer you? month. What? Excuse you. What's in July? Excuse you. Live Alive. I don't know what that and is. And Xenoblade. Okay. Both come out. What's Live Alive? That's like the a very old game that never came out in English, but it's coming to the Switch. Uh-huh. It's and like time-traveling RPG. Okay. Not and, like Chrono Trigger. And Xenoblade, which you won't play because... I will, I'm going to start Xenoblade 1 this week. Are you now? I am. Okay. Good. I'm going to have Xeno Summer. Xeno Summer. And then Three Houses comes out this week, too. Three Hopes. I'm sorry. I was going to say Three Houses is already Three out. Hopes. Yeah. Three Hopes. You, ha- you catch his head by I want to be Edelgard again. And then Disgaea comes out soon, too. Disgaea 6 for PS4. When was the last time you played a Disgaea game? Why? I'm just asking. What would be a bad answer? Oh, we. I think we used to own them all at one point or most well, of I still them. own them all. I just okay. own the newer versions of all of them. Yeah. Like, I've beaten... I remember, I remember you used to like playing it a lot them. back in the day. But I, I love think... playing them. Then this one basically plays itself, apparently. It's like Final Fantasy XII where you can set up your stuff and it'll just play itself. So, excited to see how that goes. But it's, it's, it's a PS4 game that costs as much as a PS5 game. That's rude. They shouldn't do that. It's funny, that reference you just made about this guy basically playing itself. I, I read online that the Final Fantasy XVI, I guess they're releasing more details about that. I'm so uninterested. And they're saying ahead. that it's basically the it's gonna be you're gonna you're only gonna control the main character. Yeah. And your party members are AI controlled. Yeah. So it's sort of like we're going back in time. Yeah. And then people were it was funny. People, a lot of people are, are okay with that kind of gameplay, but the people really don't like that the protagonist in the new Final Fantasy game is called Clive. <laughs> <laughs> like dumb name Clive. <laughs> of all the names they can come up with in Japan, why did they choose that one for a? Uh... If it even is, or unless it was a localization choice. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'm so uninterested of what they've shown so far. You haven't even played that new Final Fantasy game that I bought a few couple months ago. The Strangers of Paradise or whatever. I want to play it. You want to play a lot of things. I debated on opening it today, too. Did you? Did. Or Tiny Tina's? Well, Tiny Tina's in the trailer now. Oh, well, whose fault is that? Moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's moving's fault. <laughs> okay. So we are going to move on to the main topic main of topic. discussion. And today, or yeah, this week's segment is video game related so i think i already gave you kind of a teaser earlier about it so you, you gave me a teaser yes formulate some ideas some opinions i thought of none okay great <laughs> uh so the topic tonight about video games is going to be themed around the idea of realism in video games and how mm-hmm. that's evolved we can t- we can use our specific experiences and examples since you know we've basically been playing video games for what almost 30 years at this point <laughs> tyler i know you're giving them. away my age uh but and what what spurred this topic for me like why i wanted to talk about realism specifically is i was reading up on the uh the new game that came out a couple weeks ago uh called the quarry oh yes that's by the same developers that made until dawn which mm-hmm. i'm replaying right now Man, I'm a damn so it's like it's like one of those like horror thriller mm-hmm. Play like adventure, choose your own adventure, choose your adventure, choose your adventure type games yep. where like you know decisions you make can either get characters killed off. Mm-hmm. It's like a slasher horror flick, mm-hmm. or you know you can unlock different endings, obviously different mm-hmm. paths. So it's a lot of replayability there, and and the even just in the what is it I don't know six 
five or six years since since until dawn came out like the technology has evolved like the new game that is, is really impressive from a graphical standpoint like the the motion capture and the facial technology they use for these actors like they're using real actors and then they look exactly the video game counterparts look exactly like them if only the writing was a little better yeah but the writing is sort of intentionally campy it's supposed to be like yeah a, it's i a get bunch, it it's a bunch of kids at a camp like a bunch of teenager counselors at a camp who it's like a typical friday the 13th type slasher theme that's what it is yeah i know i but, just I, I still cringe so <laughs> anyways i was because because I'm going to be a long time away from playing that game, I'll probably forget it by the time I play it. I, I was watching some videos on YouTube today about it, and some people are just really shocked at because of how realistic the game looks, and even just not even just like with the facial technology I was referring to, but even just like the way that, because it's all motion capture, the way the characters move and the mm-hmm. way they're killed off, it feels like you're watching a horror film, and, and it feels like you're really watching these characters die mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over very graphically. And yeah, like that's not new from, of course, from a video game perspective. Violence has been in video games for decades. I mean, going back to Mortal Kombat and and uh, Grand Theft Auto days when stuff mm-hmm. started to get more mainstream. But um, yeah, people are just like... Mario murdered Goombas. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to talk about like how, uh, as we've grown up and how technology has evolved over the years. And then, again, this, isn't, this discussion isn't necessarily uh, intended to be just about graphics per se be about just how some scenarios and games feel more realistic because of just like writing has gotten more sophisticated and more goodness more in depth as... i don't know if stories have though i think older rpgs had more rpgs were, they recycle this it's like throwing it now th- they recycle yeah they throw a dart at a board and say okay what's our theme going to be this time uh oh character has amnesia or oh this character um, dude every game yeah. <laughs> the character has amnesia this character's going to rekindle uh, romance with oh, a character from course, their childhood. It's every RPG storyline. Yeah, it's very rare to find a unique story. No. Um, but, uh, so, okay, like, another example of, like, a recent series where people have been sort of shocked or maybe even turned off by the, the realism of the violence in games would be, like, The Last of Us. I was right? going to say specifically Last of Us 2. Yeah, well, when one came out, it was pretty. You know, that was only like what, time. five, six years ago. For sure. Yeah, but the last of us two for sure was very. People uh, like we read. People stopped playing it because it well, looks it, too real. Well, not, it's not only that it looks real. It's just that the the level of, the game is very depressing. It is, <laughs> and you know, people most people play video games as an escape. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to be playing a twenty-hour video game where you're constantly killing people in violent, realistic fashions and and uh, going through some traumatic experiences. Um, and I get that. Uh, it's not for everybody. But you know, I just think of other examples, too. Like, let's say, like, even... Um, I mean, this isn't a, a new... This isn't new to this specific franchise, per se. Like, the, this example I'm going to use, this series didn't create this concept. It's been used in games before, but I feel like, again, just because of the graphics and the setting, it feels a little more realistic. Like, the, the Red Dead Redemption game, specifically the Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, I guess. Mm. The whole, like... Um, skinning animals mechanic. Oh, one had that too. One had it. I'm just saying, with the leap in graphics now and and the mm. the animations and stuff, and like they don't. I mean, I guess technically they show your character skinning. Like if you're skinning like an animal in the wild, it makes the sound. Yeah, like you're not seeing it. <laughs> you're seeing the the camera is, is looking at your character, not at the animal. But you're hearing the sounds, and you're just like yeah. seeing the blood everywhere, and you're yeah. like, okay. So most people don't want to see that. I understand that, and that's another thing that, like back in the day. That would have just been like a, a text box would have popped up. <laughs> Do you want to skin this animal? Yes, here it's in your inventory now. Yeah, there you go. Basically. And now it's like you're actually seeing it happen. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, well, some things don't... I mean, realism is great for obviously immersing you in certain 
situations, but it's not for everybody. <laughs> my, so I'm just thinking the opposite now. Yeah. The one thing that really bothers me that's not realistic is when characters have weapons and then when you're done battle, they disappear. Like they don't wear the sheath on their back or anything. Like they don't sheath their weapons, they just disappear and then they appear again in battle. Really bothers me. Sorry. Sure. No, I mean, that's, that's an example of where realism can break for you, I guess. Um, but I think realism also is a detriment to Uncharted or, or to anything being adapted now because it's you fall in love with the actors in the game and it's done so it's like they motion captured those games mm, too right and now I I see Nolan North as Nathan Drake so when it was yeah, Tom Holland Tom yeah. Holland it was like I can't accept that he is not Nathan Drake so it, it was to that movie's detriment I know it was still like a fun action flick but it wasn't Uncharted. It could have been anything else. Uh, I would have been more yeah, so okay you're, with so that. So you're saying like the... The game did great at being... Yeah, because the technology yes. has gotten so realistic, you, you find it hard to separate the the in-game character model from anybody yeah. else that portrays it. Mm-hmm. Outside. Yeah, I get what you mean. And I'm sure it'll be the same for when The Last of Us HBO show comes out. They, yeah. they should have just used a totally separate character, like not even use Nathan Drake. Have a different story in the same universe. Yeah, that wouldn't make money. Nolan North could have been Nathan Drake, and this could have been like he was teaching his new, he was training somebody under him. Could have been that. Didn't need to have non-Sully Sully. Either way, I'm sorry. I don't play games with a lot of realism. I play anime games. So I think I have another example earlier. Uh, Another series that's been around for a long time. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm. And... Where I think the realism obviously has improved over time with the... You would hope so. Yeah, well, not, not, again, not just talking about graphics, but just like with the, oh. the technology at your disposal and the, and the fact you can have bigger file sizes and stuff like that. So the fact that like now it's... The flight simulator thing is... Sort of, they just they use geomapping. Like everything is yes. so realistic that you literally can just fly anywhere in the world yeah. in the video game Yeah. because they use a real it is, map. It is so specific though. Like they yeah. went so in-depth of going to those airplanes, finding exactly where every button is, where every, like, speedometer, oh, no, any, every, it was mapped out perfectly. And, like, even older planes that don't exist anymore, they found them and they modeled them perfectly. And you're spo- you can have a mode on where you have to literally press every button perfectly. Like, it, it, you can have prompts on the screen of, like, what buttons to press in order in a row, but if you're, if you start to get comfortable with it, you, can, you will know all the buttons to press and how to take off. But it is so cool to see, like, it, people will buy the, the controller, the yoke, is that what it's called? Yep. And um, they will, like, even real pilots use this game and say how real it is. It's crazy. It's so cool for people who want that. Um, I know we just talked about planes, but another example you could talk about uh, be like like racing games, like mm. Gran Turismo, Forza specifically. Like the fact, like I, Forza, I think it was like Forza three or four that really blew my mind when you could just like get into the car, mm. like you climb in in a first person view, and you could like play around with all the different. Mm-hmm. You could see the different. Yeah. They mauled the inside of every car. I remember that specifically from E three, and the first comment I saw after the video was car porn. <laughs> like, right, essentially, yeah. Like it's <laughs> you go into any car and you can touch anything you want. 
that was that was really funny. No, yeah, and it's it's not even just again, it's not all graphics. Like this uh, sound design in video oh, games yeah. has gotten. And again, I'm bringing up Forza as an example. They do so much. They do such a good job of making every car sound accurate like the engine sound the the the, the revving the the like when you accelerate oh, yeah. and go through you, when, you, was, when you go through a tunnel and you hear the sound mm, echoing off the, the walls like or how controllers nowadays have like the rumble in them but they're like um the haptic feedback haptic like, feedback yeah. so like when you're going faster you it feels different right it, that's so cool but also they've gotten so much better at detailing damage and stuff like you can see the damage on your car last over time rather than being like Oh, right, my right door is gone. It's still there, but it's actually gone. Were you, you a Gran Turismo guy when you were a kid? Yeah, because I, I grew up on place like PS2, so mm-hmm. I was playing the Gran Turismo on there. I didn't play, I didn't have an Xbox back then, so I didn't play the first few, like Forza. Well, I think it was only the first two Forzas were on Xbox. Yeah. Forza 3 was on 360, mm-hmm. so I played that one. Oh, Forza 2 was on 360. Remember, it came as you're a right. double pack. Oh, no, you're right. That's Forza just, 1 I, was the only one on Xbox. Yeah, okay, but I didn't really. I didn't play Forza too much either. On the everybody game. had Forza too. Wait, well, yeah, everybody had it, but I didn't really play it. Um, I love how realistic also stuff like iRacing is now. Oh, iRacing, yeah, for sure. Like the um, like they go the people that make the game go to all the individual tracks and mm-hmm. map them out like to perfection, and people will make insane simulators to to feel exactly like you're riding in a car. It is so crazy. Like, I don't drive. So when I tried out the simulator, I'm like, driving's hard. I don't like driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in terms of another thing to do with immersion and, and realism nowadays, um, I mean, it's not quite there yet, and I don't have a lot of first-hand experience with it, but I know in a few years, I'm sure it'll, it'll keep getting better, is VR. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> have you? What have you done in VR? Oh, hardly anything. I mean, I've only use the headsets you and your dad have had around the house but i just know like i've seen other experiences online Mm -hmm. that seem like it's getting a lot closer it is crazy i know i know someone at work who has a v i think is it does he have the oculus or which one does he have i don't remember but he's got one of the better headsets Mm -hmm. i got one of the cheap ones uh but he said it's really but you can only play it for like an hour at a time because it just gets too disorienting for sure i like yeah i when i play vr i usually play it sitting because I don't want to like bonk anything or or get dizzy and have something happen. So it's it's that's the way of the future. Um, I hope just would yeah. I don't I just don't think people have caught up to it yet, or the price has been too high for uh, entry. No, it's not to say that yeah. We've listed a lot of examples of games and franchises and stuff that are pride themselves on the realism and and the current generation the technology available has really helped them harness that. But it's not to say there's not a, still a place for fantasy adventure games that can still be still use your imagination and still be very creative without having to worry about being tied down by realism with mo- motion capture and and uh photorealistic stuff you know what i mean like yeah. i'm not even just talking about nintendo stuff nintendo is obviously a, a different beast altogether but but they do mocap that stuff too sometimes oh yeah. because the lip flap like when the japanese record it they'll record their lip flap for their language mm-hmm. and when it comes to english it's like who doesn't imagine it hurts? <laughs> Anime is real in my heart. I'm trying to think of other examples since we mentioned like sound design earlier mm. of ways that. Uh, well, I mean, take even take this for example, like how I mentioned playing like Until Dawn, which is like a horror thriller game. Mm. I mean, kind of games like that, you pretty much have to play with either an awesome pair of headphones mm. or like a good surround sound setup, like a 5.1 in your house. Like, mm-hmm. You know, gone are the days of just using TV speakers and oh gosh, no and. Uh, or even just having, you know, 
a typical two-speaker receiver setup like back in the day. Now nowadays it's like you have surround sound or you have a nice pair of high-quality headphones. That's the way you really. That's how you immerse yourself in like the Resident Evils and the the Until Dawns and, and other horror experiences. To but could you play Apex if it didn't have like realistic sounds, like the sound all around you? Like you wouldn't be able to play. Oh, I mean, like yeah, like hearing footsteps and stuff. You mean yeah, like having like how realistic that is. Where like, like you what played, do they call it like 3D audio. Yes, because yeah. in Fortnite you couldn't hear somebody behind you. Yeah, and you're like, well, this. But it, realistically, you would hear them if they were mm. coming up behind you. Where Apex has that like down pat. And I mean, you, even stuff like Rock Band, though, too, they are they nailed feeling like you're in a band to a T. And you would never play that on two, uh, TV speakers either. I don't know if I ever have, and I never will, because that is gross. And one of the obvious examples over the years of uh, a specific genre of video games that have benefited a lot from realism, like, again, with I'm going back to, again, the motion capture and then the realism of of the settings is, is sports games you know, oh, specifically gosh. like uh, sweat everybody's yeah. got a sweat now <laughs> like i think it was when was it when did i first think like one of the first time i like played a video game i thought to myself wow like these graphics look really it was probably one of the nba games the nba 2k series for years was very Not good much. at very good at the realism yeah. like making the making the the players look like the real life counterparts mm-hmm. and now, obviously, you know, basketball court looks pretty generic. It's not much you can do there. But, Shiny wood. You know, like seeing certain stadiums in Madden or seeing the mm. seeing all the different baseball parks in MLB being created yep. realistically to their, mm-hmm. to their you know, real-life dimensions and everything is, is cool. Yep. Even something like Dan would probably appreciate this. Like, I'm sure, like, the PGA golf games seem mm. pretty. The courses are obviously probably, I'm sure they're models exactly just like so. the real-life counterparts. Yep. And, um, I just love watching people sweat. So FIFA games have always looked pretty good too. Oh yeah. Like, I think it, I think that's just standard. When was the first time that, like, your parents walked in your room and said, "Wow, I thought this was real." Oh. Um, was it like a sports game or a racing game? It, racing games seem like the most obvious. Like, it, I'm sure if my dad saw me playing like Forza Horizon, two or three or something, he'd be like that. It looks like you're driving a real car, right? Mm-hmm. Or like you're driving in, in Italy or Greece or whatever you are. Mm-hmm. No, racing for sure. I think, like, I'm pretty sure one of my parents probably saw me playing, like, Metal Gear Solid 4 mm. back in the day, and they thought that looked pretty cool. Like, from a, I mean, again, that game is, like, 80% cutscenes, but, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure, like, if, you know, my mom were to watch me play, like, Uncharted 4 nowadays. I think I showed my mom The Last of Us when that came out, on the P- even on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Like before, like remastered and everything. Even just the original PS3 Last of Us, I thought like it looked pretty realistic. Like the, it looked like I was watching a, a real show. Mm-hmm. Like we're remastering the remaster now, yeah, though. I know. <laughs> Starting what a bad are, trend. Are there any times when you were younger? I know you had a bit stricter of a childhood than I did when it came to entertainment. Like my parents let me play GTA when I was like ten or whatever. But I never thought of playing. GTA no, no, I'm not saying GTA specifically. I'm saying was there ever a time where you played? Or watched someone play a video game and maybe your mom thought like, oh, like, that's too inappropriate for you or like, that's too... No, they never said that about games. Movies, yes, but not games. They never restricted you on games. Though. No. Well, no, because we you, pretty you, much grew up on Nintendo anyways. Yeah, you, were, you weren't into the violent PlayStation stuff like I was no. at that time, but... Um, like, PlayStation for me was Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I didn't, I didn't want to play anything till like, mature rated till Devil May Cry. 
Like, let's be honest. Okay, anybody who's played, let's just use Grand Theft Auto 3 as an easy example for someone that grew up in our age demographic. Okay. Because GTA, GTA 1 and 2 were just like the top down views that you yes. play on like PC or PlayStation 1. Where, where 3 changed. is where it got a little more realistic. You had the 3D modeling, yeah. you had to do the first person view and everything, and mm-hmm. it was like. Is it first or third? I thought it was third person. I defaults to third. Was there not a first person? I would be amazed if there was a first person mode. Maybe just while you're driving, I'm thinking. Maybe. Of. Not when you're on, in, on yeah. foot or whatever. But yeah, but anybody who played GTA 3 at some point, whether it was the first thing you did, which would probably speak to your personality if it is one of the first <laughs> things you did, I would hope you kind of build up to it a bit. But at some point, you get bored playing GTA and you just think to yourself, what if I just drive on the sidewalk for a while? Or what if I just run around with a baseball bat and start smacking people till the cops mm. chase me? You know, it's all dumb stuff that you do. I would, I would hope that you do, obviously, outside of real life. Um, you know, and you. I mean, I shouldn't say take joy in it, but there's just there's just something about having that the capability of doing that in a video game. We mm-hmm. never saw that kind of mm-hmm. stuff before, and a part of it felt wrong, or hopefully it should have felt wrong to you. But you still kind of wanted to do you it want because to test your limits. you want exactly you want to push yourself and yeah. see like what's possible yeah. in a video game. But I also um, remember watching you play GTA Four. And we were, you were playing and then a thunderstorm came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and like it hit a power line, the power line broke and it's like, they thought of everything like this is, this is what would happen. Oh yeah. It's amazing nowadays. I mean, even going back to like the PS3, 360 generation, just seeing how far developers can push open world stuff, yeah. all the little interactions and there's probably so many hundreds of thousands of scenarios that are planned out in these games you probably you don't see half of them because they're all just random encounters that you that have really no bearing on the plot but they're just mm-hmm. there for the sake of trying to create a realistic feeling like world i was thinking uh, some other kind of example where um real life places are put into the game like akuza okay where they will yeah. put like convenience stores that exist in the real world in there or uh yakuza shoot not like a dragon I think Yakuza 6 had, like, the the gym that exists in Japan. Mm. So they had, like, them in the city and stuff like that. Like, they put real places in there. Yeah. It's like Sega Tower, where you play, could play arcade games, like Virtual Fighter. Um, they will do that in those games, and that is a very cool homage. Like, they very realistically will put towns in Japan in their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamurocho, um, and don't ask me where Yakuza 7 happens, because I forget, and I played it for 80 hours. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna really bother me but yeah most of it takes place in Kamarocho yeah so I mean it's just funny like there's so many so many different experiences out there nowadays I mean you can play a little indie video game that you buy for ten dollars that just feels like someone made it you know on like two people can make an indie game on a computer and make it like 8-bit like back in the day or you could have a team of hundreds or thousands of people working on a game that costs a hundred million dollars to make and you know, it's like super realistic, but also the point where you almost feel like you're not playing a game anymore. You're just, and that's part of the immersion. You're, you're experiencing something rather than just being aware that you're playing a video game. But. I think, um, like, you have Rockstar and you have Naughty Dog who love the realism. Mm-hmm. And then I think something that's anti realism is Ubisoft. Like, it looks so real. They use mocap, but yep. you're playing a game. Yeah, and it feels very gamey, yes. for lack of a better word. It's, it's yeah, you're, the mechanics are... I'm climbing walls with <laughs> no handholds. And, uh, like, coming back to, like, the normal day stuff mm-hmm. and the animus and whatever. Like, you're yep. playing 
a game where you're playing a Naughty Dog I mean, game and you, you wouldn't think that. I just think it's nice that there's so many different options out there for people nowadays. If you don't want to engage in stuff that's realistic because it makes you feel uncomfortable or you'd rather just be in, in a fantasy RPG world like you probably enjoy most of the time. Hi. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, that's uh, the the spoils that we have nowadays with all the different options we have for playing mm. video games nowadays. Almost too much. I know. It is a lot. Um, it's just crazy to think how, how our son's going to grow up with these games compared to what we were playing at his age. You know, Pokemon. and uh, mm. He's play- He plays Pokemon, though. Like, what was the first game I played around his age that really struck me as being, like, not, didn't feel like it was for kids anymore? You know what I mean? Like, it felt oh, a little gosh. more... And more ambitious, like I like Final Fantasy for me. Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, Metal Gear Solid on PS One really opened Metal my Dragoon, really, I lied. really opened my eyes to that form of storytelling in yeah. video games. Like mm-hmm. that was totally different. From yeah, anything. All before. the voice acting and the yeah. Same yeah. with Legend of Dragoon. It was like mm-hmm. I went from Nintendo to like people talking and having a story and like, yeah. transforming like Power Rangers. It was great. <laughs> oh, I think we've. We've set our pieces here. I don't know if there's anything else to add on to that. So why don't we just go to the email here. Uh, The email topic for the week we'll pose. Seems pretty straightforward. I guess we'll just say, uh, do you guys want to give us any specific examples from your either current or childhood where you were just struck by the the realism of the game you were playing or maybe it's something that you've, you know, you don't maybe you don't like that type of thing. Maybe you don't like The Last of Us and Grand Theft Auto. You find that stuff unsettling. You'd rather just stick to playing, you know, cartoony, you know, video game. So that you're aware you're playing a video game, right? You can sort of separate yourself from that real life monotony. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I'll give us some examples by email. We'd love to hear from you. Any realistic uh, video game thoughts you have? And Sarah's going to tell you what the link is. When opposites react at gmail.com. Well, thanks for listening. We always uh, appreciate your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email shout-out, whether it's about this week's episode or anything else you've listened to if you're catching up. And we'll be back at the same time next week. Bye. Bye. You won't hear this. <laughs>